Space Cadets and the Legend of the Goliathon. Story by Brent Winzek and Jordan Stein. Sound design by Chris Shindigay and Man of Science Studios. Episode 4, Shadows of Candelos Prime. Elaborap's Hologene Stingray rockets up to the Great Space Barrier. It positions itself in front of one of the smaller sections of the force field, which turns red, then flickers out. The pirate ship creeps through, and the barrier glows to life again as the Stingray speeds off. In the cockpit, Gleegorg perches on a hanging control console next to Elaborap, and Veston stands at the captain's side. Eldadip lounges behind two joysticks at a corner console, and Murray, the pilot, sits at the helm. Murray is a pear-shaped old man with quivering jowls and a shaggy goatee. His black domino mask is not enough to hide his sour demeanor. Entering the Candelos system, Captain. Nagalop's passage says if the scent is lost, seek judgment in the shadows of Candelos Prime. There are only two other inhabitable planets in the system, the moon for Grazia and Nabdok 731. Well, wasn't for Grazia a Candelonian colony before the Great War? Yes, exactly. Which is why we're starting there. Murray, set course. Aye, Captain. The Hologian Stingray thunders into the atmosphere of Forgrazia, a blue and yellow moon orbiting a brown gas giant. Splashing into the midnight blue sea, the ship stops in the surf, close to Forgrazia's rosewood sand beaches. Elaborap marches out, flanked by his crew. At least you got the book back. That only gets me so far without the file from the Second Temple. Spineless Grag. I never trusted him. What the hell? Shh. Elaborap steps forward, listening intently. For a moment, all is quiet before hundreds of crazed Neanderthals rush forward. Caked in mud, they all share an identical bulky build and ratty reddish-brown beards. They move like apes as they overtake the pirates. Blasted things! Let me go! Brutus, what in the name of... The cavemen single out Elaborap, dragging him away into the forest. Captain! Pockham rushes after them, firing furiously. The cavemen swarm around the young pirate, tearing him apart and toying with the leftovers. Your devils, come back here! Gleagle, don't! We can't afford to lose you, too! What the hell was that? They took the captain! Yar, and we're going after him. Grab your gear. Now! Elaborap wearily opens his eyes and sits up in a dark stone dungeon. Captain, can you hear me? He blinks, looking up at a stocky man in a golden smoking jacket lingering in the shadows. As he leans forward, the light catches his face, revealing features identical to those of the cavemen. A robust, bespectacled man with a slight gap between his front teeth and a well-groomed reddish-brown beard. The stranger extends a hand, but Elaborap refuses, pushing himself to his feet. I do apologize for the hostile welcome, Captain Elaborap. My subjects can be a bit vicious and dim-witted, but they keep me safe, and you are trespassing. I was dragged here. <laughs> you misunderstand. 
You've been trespassing since you went to the orbit. You own this planet? Oh, no. Moon. Planet sounds so large or so expensive. Moon, of course. Uh, but yes, I, I do own it. Who are you? My name is Beniti Juan Villerno. Please, whatever you do, don't use the Juan. It irritates me. Of course. Now, since we're playing this lovely little question game, I have one for you. What could you possibly be doing with the articles of Nogilop Smith? It's merely sentimental. Nogilop was my grandfather. All I know of him is what's on those pages. Then why all the scribbles, hmm? And the pages you have marked. They all reference the Goliathon. Which makes me wonder if you aren't retracing Grandad's footsteps. <laughs> That's a fool's errand. Captain, please. I can smell a bluff from a mile away. Your secret's safe with me. Besides, I'm not giving it back until I think you've been honest with me. Walk with me, Captain. Beniti leads the way out of the stone chamber to a long, elevated concrete walkway that stretches before them from the dungeons to the back of an illustrious Tudor-style mansion. To their left, the yellow leaves of the Forgrasian forest stretch out into darkness, and a watermill built off the side of the mansion dips into a stream. As a labyrinth leans over the railing to the right, he sees a sprawling paddock that houses the cavemen, who cavort around a tire swing that dangles from a twisted tree. This is truly quite a treat. We don't often have visitors, and usually when we do, my clones have mangled them to a point where I can't really have a conversation with them. They approach a thick metal door in the mansion, which jolts open and Beniti holds out his arms, presenting a sterile white lab with floor-to-ceiling gene sequencers. A labyrinth reaches for a small black pile of sand on a nearby table. Mustn't touch anything, Captain. This is my laboratory. I like to keep busy, keep my mind stimulated. Beniti takes a pinch of the sand between his fingers, rolling it around, then blows it out the door. They exit into a ballroom with mahogany wood floors and gold chandeliers, where a clone tickles the keys of a grand piano. The rest of the house is like this. I often think I put in too many rooms. Uh, would you like some tea? No. Well, I'd like some. This way, please. Beniti disappears around a corner. A labyrinth rolls his eyes and follows him into a sitting room where two winged armchairs are nestled under a window. Beniti motions to the chairs and a labyrinth sits, watching a clone in a fancy black vest light the candelabra strewn excessively around the room. Bah. Mba snaps to attention, still holding the burning match. The flame reaches his finger, and he drops the match on the floor, clumsily stomping it out. Tea, Mba. Yes, now then, the diary. He asked me to come with him, you know. You knew my grandfather? If the scent is lost, seek judgment in the shadows of Candleus Prime. I am that judgment. I didn't just know him, dear. I pledged him into the order. Yes, your grandfather and I were close. Yeah, this is a picture of he and I on the day of his confirmation. You haven't aged much. The miracles of modern science. Oh, no, no, keep it. My gift to you. Ah, lovely. Thank you, Mba. Mm. Mba. Mm. 
you know very well this tea is wrong. Come here. Obediently, the clone returns as Beniti stands and draws his sword. <laughs> Beniti turns, gives a labarapa once over, then flicks a handkerchief from his breast pocket and dabs blood from his forehead. So many interruptions tonight. Oh, look. I've gone and stained my smoking jacket. Elaborap stares in horror as the clone's blood spurts over him. Where was I? Oh, yes. If you're here with this book, it's no secret to me you're looking for the Goliathon. Why? I'm not a candlelight, according to the church, but I share my grandfather's beliefs. Of course you do. The ISF will push into the Outer Rim again, and I believe it's coming soon. My interests lie with the pirates and the candlelights who have found their freedom in those territories. They'll need someone to organize a resistance. There's no way to summon those kinds of resources you without... You are very much like him. I have decided to help you. I don't think, given your age... I appreciate your concern, Captain, but I'm a bit of a sportsman. And I keep in peak physical condition. You needn't worry about me. As Beniti talks, he strips down nude, revealing his stocky, muscular physique to a labarap who averts his eyes uncomfortably. Beniti procures a pair of satin gold briefs from a dresser drawer, stepping daintily into them. You could easily lead me astray. You trusted your grandfather enough to come here? Clearly. You must realize then that he trusted me enough to leave those instructions. My judgment is swift, Captain. If I didn't think you were trustworthy, you'd already be dead. But if you continue on, I come with you. Please. That is my only condition. Walk with me. Outside, a dozen clones screech, rampaging up Beniti's sprawling lawn. The pirates charge from the forest behind them, but four gigantic floodlights switch on, stopping them in their tracks. On a balcony two stories up, Beniti walks out to the railing, wearing only his gold briefs. A labarap trails behind him. Seeing this, the pirates raise a collective eyebrow. At Beniti's grunting command, six dozen clones pour out of the forest, surrounding the pirates, who nervously steady their aim. Let's not have our men hurting each other. After all, you have so few. Announce our partnership to your crew and let us continue this expedition. Elaborap grips the balcony rail, locking eyes with Beniti. Coming soon, Space Cadets and the Pirates of the Outer Rim, the next chapter of our sci-fi radio drama. Get updates on Season 2 and explore the universe with our Space Cadets compendium. Visit SpaceCadetsRadio.com. This has been a Space Cadets Radio production.